0: It's considered the first genocide of the 20th century.
1: Historians say German troops killed 65,000 Herero people and 10,000 Namas between 1904 and
0: 1908. The Nama and Herero people of present day Namibia have long fought for reparations for the colonial era massacres Germany committed. And in May, Germany made an announcement.
1: It has taken nearly six years of talks, but Germany is for the first time acknowledging that it committed genocide during its colonial rule in what is now Namibia in Southern Africa. Berlin's agreed to provide $1.3 billion in the next three decades in the form of development projects.
0: But the Herero, also known as Ova Herero, and Nama people, say much more needs to be done.
1: For us, really, what the Germans are telling the world is immaterial. It changes nothing to us. It gives us no
0: justice. So what will it take to bring justice for the Nama and Herero genocide? I'm Malika Bilal, and this is The Take. Many Nama and Herero people in Namibia have spoken out against Germany's announcement in recent days. I talked with one of them.
1: I am Nandi To most friends, I'm just Nandi. And I'm the chairperson of the Obaharero Genocide Foundation.
0: So we're speaking today because the German government recently, for the first time, recognized colonial-era atrocities committed against the Obaharero and the Nama people as genocide. And before we get to the German government, I want to hear about how you learned about what happened to your ancestors. When did you first become aware of what had happened?
1: For me, the story has a personal ankle. My paternal grandmother uh, was fathered by a German soldier whom she never met. So that's how I learned of that. But also the area that I come from, In central Namibia, where much of the hostilities took place, this is an area where there are a lot of German uh, cemeteries, German graveyards. So as a young boy, I would see occasionally German people who would visit our areas, you know, to, 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 to visit these graves of their relatives. So the stories would be told to us as young
0: people, well, for an audience that may not know about this colonial history, I think many people might be learning about it for the first time, unfortunately. Can you explain what happened to the Owe Harero and the Nama people from 1904 to 1908? I think the story is very, very simple. In the 1800s there, towards the end of that
1: century, uh, Europeans uh, decided that they, they land out here in Africa, and it's inhibited by people that they attach no value to. And so they decided they want to take that land for themselves.
0: This period of history is known as the scramble for Africa. European powers rushed to lay colonial claims. And at the Berlin Conference in 1884, those powers formally carved up the continent. Some of us,
1: out of that process, were given to Germany as her possessions. It was Namibia, it was Cameroon, it was Toko, it was Tanzania.
0: — Germans began to settle in present-day Namibia, where they were soon met with resistance.
1: — And so there was tension that was really brewing up to 1904, when it exploded, and the Hereros resisted.
0: — The Herero people rose up in a rebellion against the German colonizers and forced the German officers to consider negotiations.
1: And so the Germans felt humiliated and they decided, this is the end of it. We are not going to put up with these people. We want to take their land. We want to take their cattle. We want to take everything they own. And so we must drive them out of the country. Those who resist, all of them must be killed through an extermination order issued by uh, a commander of the imperial forces. So basically sanctioned by the government of Germany.
0: That person was General Luther von Tratha, who was sent to the area by Germany's emperor. And as Nandi said, von Tratha issued an extermination order. Every Herero within the borders that Germany claimed would be shot. And German troops did the same to the Nama people when they rebelled later that year.
1: And so that is what happened, and uh, our people, uh, for Hereros, 80 percent of our people were actually killed, uh, or some died through poisoning of water wells. Some of them today lives in the diaspora. They still have not returned home a hundred years later. Plus uh, the numbers, 50% of them were also killed. People were put into what is called concentration camps. And they also died. Their skulls were opened up. Some white supremacist experiments were carried out on them. So that is what happened between 1904 and 1908.
0: For years, the Herero and Nama people have been pushing for justice. The United Nations acknowledged the genocide in 1985. But getting an apology from Germany took much longer. As Nandi mentioned, Germans brought the skulls of some Nama and Herero people back home with them after the genocide. Germany returned some of those skulls to Namibians in a 2018 ceremony in Berlin. Here's what Germany's junior foreign minister had to say then.
1: I bow down in the greatest sadness. I cannot undo the terrible
0: wrongs our ancestors caused. But I beg you, from the bottom of my heart, to accept my apologies. Namibia and Germany continued to negotiate for more formal recognition. And finally, on May 28th of this year, after years of negotiations, Germany's Foreign Minister, Heiko Maas, made an announcement. We will now officially call these events what they were from today's perspective a genocide. In doing so, we are also acknowledging our historical responsibility. In the light of Germany's historical and moral responsibility, we will ask Namibia and the descendants of the victims for forgiveness. Moss also announced that Germany would give Namibia an aid package of about $1.3 U.S. dollars. But Nandi isn't celebrating.
1: It is genocide in today's terms. It was genocide when it was perpetrated because they had no right to come here and kill our people. The announcement is an insult to us. And, and, and it's not religious about the money, it's about the whole process.
0: And Nandi isn't the only one saying this. The Herrera's paramount chief has rejected the deal agreed to by uh, Germany and the Namibian governments because uh, he says it does not include the payment of
1: reparations.
0: One of the sticking points for Nandi and other descendants is on the representation of Herero and Nama authorities in the talks. Namibia's lead negotiator is Herero. But Nandi says that doesn't mean he represents the Herero people. Nandi expected trilateral talks between the German government, the Namibian government, and Herero and Nama authorities. But that's not what happened.
1: With the government of Germany, they then engaged in a bilateral process that excluded us. The bulk of the people have been left out. And so even up to this moment, when the whole world is talking about this agreement, I have not even seen it. The whole world is talking about this deal. All we are getting is just leaked extracts here and there.
0: Namibia gained independence in 1990, long after the genocide took place. But Nandi says that at the turn of the century, before 1904, the German government at the time had no problem dealing with the Herero and Nama people directly.
1: The Germans recognized, actually by then, they recognized our sovereignty because they signed agreements with our leadership, with our people. But today they tell us that they don't want to talk to us. And so now they are telling the world that they have recognized genocide. They haven't. They are still playing
0: games. Nandi points out that, in contrast, Germany's negotiations over reparations for the Holocaust took place with Israel, as well as 23 international Jewish groups. And there's also the matter of what's in the negotiations. There were two states
1: that were destroyed by a government deliberately because they made public pronouncements that they were going to do that, and that that is textbook definition of genocide. But now they are telling us they are going to, for all of that, they are going to give a billion euros over a period divided up in 30 years.
0: It's not just the amount that Nandi's balking at, but the form that this money takes. It's being delivered to the Namibian government, and it comes as an aid package. We
1: as the people know what our people need. And so often we are asked, what are you going to do with the money? We say it is none of everybody else's business.
0: This has long been a sticking point between Germany and Namibia. Back in 2017, my colleague, Al Jazeera correspondent Fahmida Miller, spoke with Christian Matthias Schlager, the German ambassador to Namibia at the time, while covering the negotiations then. And he said, direct reparations were off the table.
1: We do not talk about reparations. We do not use the term reparations in our official communication with Namibia for the very simple fact that reparations is a legal term and has very specific legal implications. And as we, as I said before, do not start from the basis that this is a legal case, but more a moral and historic um, obligation, we cannot talk about reparations.
0: Fahmina also spoke with NAMA and Herero people in her reporting. Here's what she heard from Ida Hoffman from the NAMA Genocide Technical Committee.
1: They wanted to come with their own projects. They want to come with their, what they wanted to do for us. We don't want they must do for us. We want they must give it to us. That means reparation, the money, so that we can do uh, exactly what we want for our people and for ourselves.
0: Nandi agrees with that sentiment. We
1: get these uh, patronizing questions of what are you going to do with the money? As if because as Black people, we don't know how to spend money or because we are seen as too corrupt and therefore we must be parented in terms of what we should do with our money. These are the subtexts of these discussions. It It is partly about money, but it is largely also about insensitivity and and disrespect for Black lives. That's the crux of the matter. And that's why we reject that deal. It is a sellout deal for us, and the struggle continues.
0: Though the atrocities that we're talking about happened more than 100 years ago, clearly the ramifications are ongoing until today, especially when it comes to things like land. Now, the uprisings that you mentioned in 1904 were a resistance to land seizures by Germany. What is the distribution of land look like today? It's um, very little has changed. Very little has changed. Wow. Okay. so let me let me pause you there, because I think that would be so shocking to people who think, oh, this is something you read about. I've read about in history. Yeah. Germany left. Namibia became an independent state. How is it that nothing has changed? When Germany lost the First World War, uh, many
1: many of the Germans, so the, the people who left, were only the troopers, the soldiers. There were there were people who had settled already. Descendants of those settlers today are still sitting on our land.
0: As Nandi mentioned. Present-day Namibia went through a transition after World War I. Germany was stripped of its colonies, but that didn't lead to self-determination.
1: A League of Nations mandate made South Africa custodian of the area in 1920. Before then, Southwest Africa had spent 30 years as a German colony, a fact still commemorated in Windhoek's street names. Göringstrasser is named after the Nazi leader's father, a colonial administrator.
0: Namibia was under white-ruled South Africa's domain until its independence in 1990.
1: The original League of Nations mandate called upon South Africa to promote to the utmost the material and moral well-being of the inhabitants. The Pretoria government claims it's done just this by creating separate Black homelands for the Africans.
0: Today, many Nama and Herero people continue to live on crowded reserves. Namibians have long considered how to redistribute the land.
1: If there is a ratio of give. I can tell you that up to 70% of arable land is still in the hands of white people. Of, of white people of largely German and Africana ancestry. You see, we have communities that up to present day live outside Namibia. And they do so because they have no home to return to. There is no land. Yes, we lost of our people in the case of Hereros and 50% in the case of the Namas, that you cannot reclaim, that is gone for good. But the land that we lost is still here in Namibia. And this is why it's also important for the descendants of these settlers who continues to benefit from what was looted from us. It is important that they also join the conversation because they are currently the ones who occupies The land that we know is rightly ours.
0: The announcement from Germany comes as other European countries are pushed to consider the source of their wealth and what they did to get that wealth, such as Belgium.
1: King Philippe conveys his deepest regrets for the acts of violence and cruelty and the suffering and humiliation inflicted on Congo. There was no apology from him or from
0: Belgium's prime minister. And France. A new report on France's colonial past in Algeria has failed to recommend any official apology for atrocities committed. Ahead of its
1: publication, President Macron ruled out, saying sorry.
0: And so Fernandi, the fight for justice isn't only about what happened between 1904 and
1: 1908. Our view is that uh, the struggle is not just a struggle for two groups that wants justice. It's really one of a fairer world, you know, a just world, they must be held accountable. Because you can't say uh, it is OK to inherit assets, but you don't want to inherit liabilities. This is the foolish argument that some of our, of our German counterparts who lives in our midst here continue to tell us. They say, no, I don't know. That happened so long ago. But my friend, you are a white person from Europe. This is Africa. How do you think you got that land? How do you think your parents got that land?
0: Nandi says Germany's formal apology came because of the pressure and activism of Herero and Nama people.
1: Germans want to take credit for the very bare little that they're doing now. They're not doing it because they're genuine. They're doing it because we exposed them. This was the first genocide of the 20th century. And perhaps we are the first people, too, to force... Uh, a a European power to come this close. So we say they are not there. There is a whole lot of work to be done, and we stand ready to have that conversation.
0: What would justice look like to you? What would you like to see from the German government?
1: If you have done harm and and damaged a people and and, and destroyed their whole way of, of life, you first need to show your humanity. And that begins with showing respect in the form of actually engaging that person you had done harm to, to fully appreciate the extent of your damage. The first step is to approach us, is to talk to us, is to sit with us and appreciate the pain and the loss that we had incurred as a consequence of their actions. And then together we can talk about how we can repair that. And it will definitely have to come in the form of reparations.
0: And that's The Take. This episode was produced by Nigeen Eldiai with Dina Kispe, Alexandra Locke, Priyanka Tilvey, Amy Walters, Ney Alvarez, and me, Malika Bilal. Our story editor is Tom Fenton. Our sound designer is Alex Roldan. Our engagement producer is Aya El and our executive producer is Stacey Samuel. We'll be back.